Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Help! We've been robbed! Stop! Stop, evildoers! Introducing super stretching superhero Stretch Armstrong. Yes, Stretch Armstrong. Now stretching fun farther than ever before. He bends, he stretches, even ties and knots, but always returns to his original shape. Yeah. <laughs> I am Cornholio. You will give me tippy for my bunghole. Are you threatening me? Do not anger my bunghole. My people, they have no tippy. For those of you who are wondering what the hell he's doing, you settle down, Beavis. But uh, Torgo needed toilet paper. Apparently, Kay can't stop shitting. <laughs> well, there you go. Cannot. It's running like a faucet. You can't fantastic. And I don't mean Farrah faucet. Does it look like my refried beans here on my? No, that's too solid. So happy to not be sitting on the couch tonight. <laughs> it it looks you, more like your soda drink. Are you sure that mayo you put on your sandwich this afternoon wasn't uh, spoiled? It, it wasn't my mayo. Oh, oh, there's your problem. Well, there's your problem. Now, don't you say a naughty thing about Bridget. She's a lovely person. Oh, she's the one that made uh, you the sandwich that she, that's causing you the problem? We were working today, and she brought in the sandwiches, and we all had one. Oh, so uh, everyone's having a good so. time. I don't know. It, <laughs> I don't know if it's that or if it's dinner. Ah, well. I don't you, think uh, it's you, you dinner. You Mongolian for dinner? Hmm? Yeah, the Mongolian for dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but considering how quickly from the time we got home till he... Oh, it wasn't even that, dude. Yeah. It first struck before we even That's left. That's right. Remember? It's, yeah, it struck before we left. So it's I, a scampi, then. We yeah. paid the bill in the Mongolian. Yeah, it's lunch, man. It's bad mail. Bridget. Bad mail. Shouldn't. Oh, well. I mean, doesn't that make. What, why I am know, I not puking? It, it, it affects uh, you different ways. Yeah, it really does. And it's not always necessarily food poisoning, per se, but. Sometimes yeah. it'll trigger your digestive system in a, whoa, damn it. now you messed it all up, Andy. Andy had it set right. He had it perfect. <laughs> I, I couldn't hear a damn thing. Wow. You couldn't hear There's a damn Andy. thing. No. all about you, isn't it? Hi, yes. my name's Andy. When tripping's headphones. not enough, I reach out and touch something. Yes. Now I can hear stuff. <laughs> Great. Don't touch it. <laughs> here, here, here's an idea, Andy. Next time, tell Todd you can't hear anything. Hey, there's yeah. a thought. You guys always make fun of me when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the moon man on your Taco Bell cup, and I was like, is it MTV Movie Awards time again? Yeah, it is. Wow. VMAs. Oh, MTV. Wait, MTV still has music? Well, they have video awards. Oh. Yeah, they still have the, the video. Well, actually, I don't think they have the video awards anymore. That's I the think VMAs? Have, no, this is the movie awards. The moon no, man is video the Video music awards. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. MTV. Wow. Okay. It's See, MTV. There's the MTV local right there. Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 396. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back Jack Dandy. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You just carry on your tweet there. One sec. <laughs> Maple Leaf. Hashtag not. it. <laughs> and we're here to talk week and geek. Oh, and, and, and quickly, get some, you come right from work. So you, you got to get some lunch, dinner in some you. Some sustenance. Some Taco Bell. Right. And they, how many tacos did you get? Just All two. of them. You got two tacos. And, and they gave you 17 hot sauces. Well, more than that. <laughs> when you're hot, hot, hot. Da, da, da. I do. I think that's their way of marketing. That that they overflood you with hot sauce. They know you're not going to throw it all away. They're going to shove it in some drunk junk drawer. You're going to open that junk drawer a week later and go, oh, hot sauce. I want Taco Bell. Wow. I turned a corner with the sauce packets like a few months back. I literally just was like, why am I hanging on to this shit now? I literally just started throwing it away. 
<laughs> part of fact check Andy. Are you all right by there, uh, Matt, uh, Ant, Matt, Andy, Andy, Matt? <laughs> Mandy? Mandy. Mandy? Oh, well, man. On the weekend, I ate a fat Andy, and I'm slowly turning into Andy. He did. You came Wait, wait, you what does that mean? You ate a fat, fat Andy. Andy is from... A pizza place it, near It's a new achievement in the Star Wars game we're playing. Right. Okay, I need an explanation now. What it's is, it's a next to Kay's place, pizza place. Okay. Mama de Palmas. There we go. Okay. And they have it's called a fat Andy. So if you can't decide between a meatball sandwich and a chicken parm, you can get both. Oh. The half and half. Half and half. I see. That's a fat Andy. And they yep. call it the fat Andy. As yep. I look across the uh, podcast table here at Fat Andy. That's right. <laughs> so if Andy eats a fat Andy, what does that be? I, I think it cubes. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, would that be Andy to the fourth power? Then? Yes. And uh, yeah. Well, if he eats another one, then it divides by zero, and we're right. all done. Actually, <laughs> I joke about fat Andy, but I'm probably heavier than you. Uh, you're taller than me by a foot and a half, too. Aha! Uh-huh. <clears throat> the mystery is solved. <laughs> I'm denser. Right, Reggie. <laughs> and how? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Matt can be pretty dense. Mm. Oh yeah, even I know that. So, so how many stone are you? You guys use stone, <laughs> in, uh, Canada, right? <laughs> that one got him. <laughs> you're gonna give him that one. It's not my fault. You're the only country who won't embrace the metric, the metric system. system. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, our military stone, stone uses part the of metric, metric system. system. No, 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 no. I, Andy, shut up. God damn it. Shutting up. Shutting up. <laughs> Wait, what, what country doesn't use a metric? Did Andy say uh, some no, I said useless, no, obscure stone, trivia? The stone, is, it, the stone is British Imperial. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. England doesn't use the metric system very often. They use both. Yeah, they still use, yeah, which is really confusing when you're watching a TV show and they'll say one and then like, Five minutes later, they'll say another measurement, uh, measurement in feet. Right. And they measure their their money in pounds. So, right. Yeah. Gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Well, uh, has everyone seen Spider-Man Homecoming? Oh, that's what I, I have. did. I did. No. Yeah. Nope. So most of us. I, I All figured right, Torco, go, go sit on the stoop. I tried to get him to go this weekend, and he's like, oh, I'll go see it. And he didn't. So. There it is. When I say go see it, I'll go see it by the time we do our spoiler talk. But let's talk the non-spoiler version. Gentlemen, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? I, I really? thought the scene with the rhino was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I'm sorry. No spoilers. But that was the best part of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm. Um, once again, you really, really, really have to stay all the way to the end of the credits. Yes, you do. <laughs> because there's like three <laughs> stingers. there be an asterisk no, just, just to the end of every Marvel, after Marvel movies? There's just two. I well, I mean, yes, ooh, like two ooh. and a half, but uh, yeah. Um, my what, my my what showing. Spider, what what Marvel movie shouldn't you stay all the end till the end for? My showing. It was so funny. Uh, people Spoiler got up girl. after the after the the major stinger, and stinger. As the group that they were with started to get up, one of the people in their group goes. What are you guys doing? Sit back down. It's not over yet. And I've just started laughing <laughs> because that's exactly what was going through my head at that right. point, too. It's really you see good. Them, you see them get up and walk, and you're like, look at those noobs. First Marvel movie. Must be. There's, <laughs> right. there's a lot of Easter eggs in this. There's a lot of in-jokes. It's um, deeply, deeply tied to the MCU, too. It's yes. not just a matter yeah. of Deeply, deeply. The- Deeply, yeah. <laughs> like all right. gets all up in your guts right. deeply, like John Holmes with that deeply? ankles on your shoulders thrusting yeah. deeply. I'm getting sweaty. Yeah, yeah. 
Sweaty too. It's very sweaty. But yeah, they okay. <laughs> yeah, they, right. they're, uh, they're so new. the end I've, is is very sexy. That much I got. Yeah, um, they're the, uh, uh, best absolute. The last frame of the movie, the very last frame of the, not not the stingers, but just the movie itself, is uh, is an awesome moment. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, Tom Holland is is great. I don't know if Michael I, Keaton is I great. see what you mean about buying him as 15 because I didn't either. I see him like 17, 18. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, he says he's 15 and yeah. I'm like, eh. 15 yeah. and a half, remember? Oh. <laughs> but um, He flat out says that. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear that they've changed the backstory a little bit, but that's what Marvel has done with the entire MCU. <laughs> yes. I mean, everybody. It's funny because like I'll, I will still hear people are like. In fact, I was at the comic book store yesterday, and this guy was arguing with somebody there about how he felt that this was in his bottom three of the Spider-Man movies, what? and started Crazy. started laying out like every single reason for that, why he hated it. Uh, the counterpoint was to one of them was is like Marvel has changed the backstory on every single character to fit the MCU from the comics. They they're in it's its own unique telling of these characters. That's so precious. And it was it was cracking me up because he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right, but even within the Marvel comic books, sure. they have changed the origin yeah, of exact- every character. What? Exactly. So, Spoilers. So Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it it is. Your argument is invalid, except yeah, for one. Exactly. Ben is still dead. Right. Ben <laughs> Grimm is dead. Spoilers. <laughs> All right. You know what? In, I the, think, in the Spider-Man comic, they, tell me they've brought Ben back at some I, point, I think haven't they? they? Have, yeah. I think they have. Of course I, they I, have. I'm not they back, for certain. years. We used to say the only, only Bucky stays dead, and then he came back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keaton is great. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Keaton is amazing. That guy. If it's a human being with wings, it has to be him. Right. <laughs> Birdman. Gotcha. Yeah. Batman. Gotcha. And Batman. And Batman, yep. And Mr. Mom. I wasn't that thrilled that was with Birdman. I know everybody was lauding it and saying it was great, and I watched it, and I thought it was okay. I thought it was fantastic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, Why is it because it changed the basic premise of the character? No. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was okay. It was a new origin. It could be just everybody was selling it up well, so big that it didn't live up to expectations. That, that's an important thing. There is no Spider-Man origin in this, which is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, they reference. That it, was one of the know. funniest comments I read was somebody was like, what the fuck kind of superhero movie is this with no origin story? Oh, God. that was a, yeah, that, One of the reviews I read said, you know what this movie is missing? An origin story. And I just did a whole face palm at yep. that point. And I was just like, really? Like Picard face palm? Face palm? Picard yes. face palm? Yes. Okay, yeah. Face palm and curb stomp. And uh, the, the origin story they did have was a vulture. And their take on the vulture, their, the way they've redone the vulture Very nice. is yeah. a wonderful. And it fits completely in with the MCU. Very nice. And Absolutely. it makes that character so much more interesting and so much more sympathetic. That's great. Right. The old man in the rubber suit or whatever. Did you see that twist coming? I, I did, did not. not. No, yeah, I, didn't. I, did I, did not. Not. I did not. I saw it halfway through the movie. I'm really? like, oh, I'm like yep, yep. Jeff yep. sees all the twists. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll save this for the spoiler right. episode. But yeah, it was not a surprise at all, and I was like, I'm, I'm, like "I'm like, I'm like, please don't let it be this. Please don't let it be this. God damn it!" Really? No. Oh. Wow. Did not see it. Yeah. Paul that loudly in the movie theater. I did not see that coming. I was like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> was like, well, next great. next week I will lay out exactly how I knew it was coming. Okay. 
But yeah, I totally and look it really was if you not haven't a surprise. taken film classes, you're not going to see it coming, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I had the same problem with uh, Usual Suspects. Was that connected to anything? No. Okay. I was just moving it out of the and, way. And uh, uh, Jeff is moving this cord, and it's just like hanging there, not connected Everyone's to doing anything. my bits tonight. What the hell? <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, when I watched The Usual I'm Suspects so for the now, first I time, I was like, God damn it. I, I even turned to my friend, and I'm like, he's fucking Kaiser Soze. And he goes, how the fuck did you figure that out? Because he'd seen the movie sure. before. And I'm like, it's all this foreshadowing. And I started laying it out bit by bit, and he's like, how the fuck did you see all of that? And I'm like, it's right there in you the just frame. Say, I'm 80s Jeff, motherfucker. Yeah. That's what like, I do. You're you like, listen, it was filmed that was on in the this 90s. type of film. So this is it. That's okay. Yeah. In the opening scene of Star Wars, I was like, oh, that's Luke's father. Wow. <laughs> so, did you really? I was just like, wow, that's crazy. And then Luke came out all dressed in white, and I'm like, see? All black, all white. Sure. You know? The one needs something to breathe. The other doesn't. doesn't. Right. I honestly didn't see it coming, but when I said when I was looking at the comic book before the movie came out and said the character's name, my dad says Vader. Vader means father in German. Yeah. Does it really? <laughs> yeah, well that was that, that supposedly is, is Lucas's explanation mm-hmm. as that he always meant right. that that he was Luke's father because Darth Vader was dark. Father, yeah, mm-hmm. but he but he didn't. Which is funny because uh, that got shoehorned in. Uh, was it Kasdan? Shoot, one of the uh, one of the guys that worked with him on the original trilogy has this whole big long interview where he counters all these things that Lucas has said sure, about it over sure. the years, saying it's like, no, he never planned on doing two other films. No, it was never, you know, this and it was not that. It's yeah, that's better. Oh, it's just calling Lucas like a bunch of bullshit. Like, well, it's it's, <laughs> it's like, no, you're not old man. You didn't. He didn't say him. that Lucas was outright lying. He says it's just he's, you know, your memories get altered over the years when you repeat a story enough times, so you begin to actually believe the stories you've been telling, and that is really what he attributed it to. In the wow, I really wanted to say something outlandish about myself, and I actually vapor locked and came up with nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm dehydrated. Feel <laughs> bad. Have some more water. I also saw Despicable Me three. Oh, how oh, is yeah? that? It's all right. It's passable. I like that <laughs> character. Yes. I like Gru. I like the whole villain aesthetic. Right. You know, being played for the hero. The to, to me actually though the funniest part of the movie was they dive headfirst into the shallow end of the pool with music nostalgia soundtrack oh wow because the soundtrack is all 80s and they actually fully justify it um not not uh, exactly like guardians did but rather they they give it a purpose Mm -hmm. and there's 80s top 40s hits all over the friggin movie and it's i found that very amusing okay i actually enjoyed it but it was yeah, Something for it, mom and dad. Yeah, it it, it uh, That's I mean a, a lot of this Carell. Carell really makes that character yeah, he lovable. Yeah, he's and uh, twice as much in this movie. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Half spoilers. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it was you know it was I I really liked the first one. The relative the relative the I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do the Russian accent tonight. Ah, uh, but you the did relative attractiveness of the, the, the piece has nothing to do with the situation. 
That was Russian. That's, yeah, that I was English. That. that was the worst Russian accent. That's good. I have you do it. Say it now. You say what I said. I did not hear what you said. <laughs> the relative <laughs> attractiveness of the please has nothing the to do with the situation. The relative attractiveness of what? Of the please. Of the please has nothing to do with the situation. The has please has nothing to do with the situation. What somebody is the please? Somebody says pretty please. He goes relative attractiveness of please has nothing to do with the situation. What's happening right now? I don't know. I have no idea. I think he's trying to quote. Your something. guess is as good as mine, comrade. <laughs> Keep, nice. keep Thank you. Definitely. Any other thoughts on Spider-Man? Go see it. Really yeah. good? Go, Go see, see it. it. Downey is vintage Downey in the movie. Favreau is actually... Uh, Favreau gets a role this time. Actually. Yeah, he yeah. actually has a role. It almost had, does, does, He may even have more lines than he did in any of the I Iron I think Man he's movies. got... Well, he definitely has more lines than RDJ, which yeah. I thought was amusing because they kept playing up the whole fact that Iron Man and Tony Stark are in this film mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's like well yeah he's in this film and he has a I guess not insignificant role in this film but happy is there through the whole fucking movie right and mm-hmm. and important to the storyline so I thought that was cool and he's not happy no mm-hmm. he's not so That's um not a spoiler he's he's just emotionally not happy hey why do they call you happy <laughs> so baby driver which I saw talked about last week, mm-hmm. occurred to me afterwards. Baby Driver is Grand Theft Auto the movie. Okay. So that's a, another way. reason to see it. It's fun. I still want to see that one. Yeah. Weirdly enough, almost more than I want to see Spider-Man. I don't know why. Um, you are weird. They're both good movies. They're mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. Well, the next movies I want to see, uh, Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, definitely. Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk. Planet of the Apes, wow. Dunkirk. That I want to see. <laughs> Holy crap. Planet of the Apes, Talk, no, break. No, 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 no. You can't leave Dunkirk. us on this beach with Stop. these monkeys. Dude, you just hit on one of the greatest <laughs> fucking elevator pitches of all time. Yeah. <laughs> TM. This you know, is going to be amazing. Yes. <laughs> I put that above Baby Driver is what I want to see now. I, I'm going to play the part of Torgo right now and say that I have not seen any of the new Apes movies. Wow. I realize you want to remember the classics? Well, no, it, well, yes, that too. I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a big fan of the originals. I have the the big collector box set of that. You blew but her up. God. I remember hey, spoilers. I remember seeing some of the early CG work on it before the final finished film and just going, this is I can't I can't get behind this. This it looked awful and then the actual footage that they used in the movie was much better. I don't know. By then I it just, was too late. Yeah. Now, now I'm three three <laughs> movies behind. Mm-hmm. So I'll, at some point I'll have to like rent them and watch mm-hmm. them or something. But yeah, I just I don't know. They just didn't get me excited to see them. He couldn't my, get behind it. My spider cynicism is tingling. I want to see that one. Yeah. Previous look at that. The, oh, I actually books, saw so. um, a, a little bit of a teaser for Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black Panther, that's another good one coming Black up. Black Panther. Which yep. already looks interesting because I'm, I'm, I stopped reading the Dark Tower in the part of the series where Roland was always getting his ass kicked. <laughs> so a scene where he's just shooting away with his gun and being amazing, I'm sort of like, <laughs> I don't recognize this story at all. Mm-hmm. There was. The first I'll, couple of books, it's like Roland turns around and he just especially get, at the beginning of that makes second bad book. decisions, loses people, gets gets get, the lobster chops off his toes, fingers, it, it, fingers, yeah. fingers. How does he shoot? Ah, uh, whatever. Exactly, okay. it, exactly. Mm. 
I'll be the uh, I'll be the test case. I'll be the one who hasn't read any of the books. Who's going to go see the show and see um, if it makes it makes any sense to me? Sorry, well, I'll be there spoilers. too. Yeah. I haven't read any of the books Good. either. Yeah, so sorry, Matt. Spo- no, I'm not sorry for Matt. You get spoilers. <laughs> You're not sorry. Um, went to Meepleville again. Which, What's uh, wrong with you? It was, it's, Oh, okay. Meepleville's great. All right, fine. Um, but yeah, it's uh, probably some people there. haven't been to like Meepleville. And, uh, Millennium Fan. You don't remember bar. Meepleville? I do remember Meepleville, yeah, but, but just, I want to explain to the people that Meepleville is a board game cafe. Right, exactly. And and the food is adequate. It's not amazing, but it's, you know, adequate. But um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how many games are there. It's really a great place to go if you want to try and learn a new game. Now, I, I do, with having so many games there and I know they're willing to teach you games, mm-hmm. does that mean they know how to play every single game they have? Uh, I believe that's one of the things they you, they want the employees to know, is okay. how to play, you know, basically how to play the games. Probably don't know how to strategy ball, but they probably have a good set check on the uh, basic rules. Is, you know, oh, I'd be fired. <laughs> yeah. Second that, yeah Marvel me too. Le- Second that Marvel Legends comes out, yeah. table flip. Fuck well, hey, fuck hey, you. don't you guys sell yourself short. We won. We did we beat Vader. <laughs> oh, and it this was epic. Weekend. It was epic. It was a once again we played oh, yeah. Imperial Assault led by Lewis Major Meh. He was the Imperials, and we won on the very. It, actually, this uh, mission we had, which is the uh, Bespin series, we uh, did not have a time limit, but it literally came down. We should have been a red flag. My character. <laughs> Being one square, literally, away from the objective that wins us the mission, and Darth Vader being three steps behind me, four Ooh, steps yeah, behind me. About just that. Very next round, he would have had me. He was just far enough away that he couldn't. He has this dumbass force, force choke. choke. I don't know if you've ever seen the Star Wars yeah. movies. That was a force choke, so he just chokes you really hard. Is that the, what? the last thing yeah. that happened in the game before all the automatic stuff happened? Was he force choked me to death? Yeah, Lewis no. got so mad. Every, every everyone else Andy. got their ass kicked. It was literally <laughs> down, and it was funny because my character was left in the back. Everyone else, because in Imperial Assault, you push and you keep moving to the objective because you hesitate one round, you're <laughs> fucked. Right, and my character got left behind as everyone else is racing forward and what that resulted in was everyone else got their asses kicked but left the objective almost at the end and i was able to squeak my little ass through and he ran through he ran through a wall of of imperials (laughs) to grab the grab the uh grab the football and take it to the goalposts yeah and that sounds like playing XCOM two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> round three round three, Darth Vader appears. He can't be killed, can't be injured, yeah, yeah, can't the rule, be stopped. The rule is moves twice don't as even fast bother as everybody. To him. Don't even bother attacking him. And can open doors that we have to takes like ten points to kill, which is two or three attacks to kill a door. Okay. You can just open them. Yeah. Yeah. So me me and Kay and Lando were all back in the one room. Lando yeah. yeah. Lando was was with us. Wow. Yeah, it's and, a good and, guy to have a game night. And and so, <laughs> typical of, I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say it this way, but typical of Hollywood racism, we left <laughs> Lando <laughs> as the speed bump for Darth Vader, <laughs> and and he actually did it. He actually s- delayed Vader for like one two, round, two, or turns, two rounds, two rounds, yeah, two turns, which is enough for the rest of us to get the fuck away from him. And uh, then we started wrecking havoc forward. 
It would have been happy because my character had a little uh, astromech Ooh. that moved really slow. And so Fun. we're like all charging forward. And he's like, <laughs> rolling up behind. <laughs> we're charging forward. And, and by the time we get where the shit is hitting, by that time, my astromech is running in cargo crates and opening up and taking stuff. So it's like, just go rolling around taking stuff every surprise, other turn. Uh, and, and he's little. picking up med packs and <laughs> things like that. And then it's like... Well, does the astromech have it, or since it's Andy's, does Andy? Ha- oh, Andy has it. Andy, can you get it to anybody? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Too many imperials between me and them. Is it, oh God! But it we've won on the very last turn in prior games, and it's fun. We've once lost you win many times, but too. we lost oh, more my. times, and boy, it just it it's taxing. It's really funny. It's rough when you have that limited amount of turns to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and, and we, we every time we play it, even this one where we won, Lewis is like, so do you guys like the game? I don't know. Do you, I, I'm not sure if you like the game. Do you want to keep playing? Because yeah. we're, we're, during the game, Everybody's we're just irritated. like, fuck this game. Fuck, 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 fucking fuck, fuck. Fuck Star Wars. <laughs> fuck Lucas. God damn it. <laughs> Going back to Meepleville. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Are you sure I would, you want to go down that rabbit hole? I do, hole? I do. I, want, I would love to put them through their paces. Just like go in there and like, hmm, what game do we want to play? Uh, could you show me how to play Arkham Horror? I bet they'd be. Oh, you fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, and of course they're going to pick games with betrayal mechanics. Of course. Sit yeah. there. Well, when I taught myself how to play the Star Trek deck building game, it was me with my iPad on YouTube watching a 45-minute how-to-play-this-game video mm-hmm. before I could even come close to understanding how that That's game That's a particularly game difficult a game. Complicated. Yes. So I'm just wondering, you yeah. know, how well, tough that job I mean, what really I, is. What I did, well, you know, I mean, a lot of people come in and play games they want to play with their friends. Like What I did, sure. though, I, uh, I introduced uh, um, DC deck building to three people who hadn't played it before. So we did that. Oh, I bet you fucked him over, didn't you? I purposely held back and didn't take things. I let Blue Beetle go right by. I'm like, nope, let somebody who doesn't have a... Andy, we know that's not your strategy to grab the Blue Beetle. It's all about Riddler. Yeah, really. <laughs> now, if he had said, I let Flash and Kid Flash and Zatanna and Riddler zip right by, I'd be like, wow, Andy, that's some and, holding uh, back. You're forgetting to. Zatanna and Riddler, I let go by. Um, Man, Man of Steel, Steel and... Uh, Wonder Woman? No, the yeah. Princess of yeah. Themyscira? Princess of Hat. Aha! But... Oh, see? Oh, one of the we 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 got to a point where we started buying supervillains left and right. So it got down to where I had two Again, cards. This is the DC deck building game, right? The best deck building game. I had Everyone two cards left in my hand, and we bought another villain. And I had to pass one of my cards to the player on the left. I had Arkham Asylum and the Princess in my hand. That's and easy. Pl- Arkham Asylum. The player on my left was Wonder Woman. Had every goddamn supervillain in the world. I should have waited till you finished the story. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, uh, so do I give her the card that gives her all the supervillains that come up on the, bo- on the board, or do I give her one that gives her an extra card every time she plays because she has all the supervillains? Well, if, if, you, if she has all the supervillains already, then of course you give her that card because there's no more to... I oh, gave her the princess, yeah. Okay. <laughs> once she once she's exhausted that resource, yeah, you can no. have that card. And he played it off. He's probably like, oh, you'll like this card. Here oh no go. no! Oh, <laughs> we, she, she knew she she knew she wanted it when I took it. <laughs> what else you do this week, guys? That's well, a lot. I went back and started playing Dying Light again. 
uh, Dying Light, the uh, I think it's out for Xbox 360 as well, but definitely on PlayStation 4, the zombie parkour game. Ooh. <laughs> which is a horrible description for such a good game. Oh, no, it's, say, a, good, it's yeah. a good description. Especially like if it's George Romero zombies. And, uh, <laughs> zombies doing the parkour or the humans? The humans are doing the parkour. Okay. Oh, <laughs> considering the, one of the good side bosses of the game is a former parkour instructor, it makes perfect sense. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Basic yeah, idea. The, bombs. the city Boom. has been quarantined off, dead virus throughout there. Uh, there's couple of factions and smaller ones dotting the the city and you are trying to gather supplies for yourself your group but you're sent in by the GRE which is I don't know kind of a NATO-esque kind of thing but darker uh, to do your own special ops within the city but what's really fun is it is super good at its climbing mechanism this game nails the whole parkour thing. Have you played? Um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Three. Is this is the parkour better than that? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's almost a little different because the Assassin's Creed series is third person, and this is first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never seen parkour done well in a oh. first person game. Wow, oh, that is yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, and but each series does their own version of climbing particularly well. Okay. I don't know. I kind of like the Friday the Thirteenth parkour. You know where they just like throw themselves through the window. Uh, usually you're getting thrown through the oh, window, but okay. oh, yeah, I see what oh. you're saying. Yeah, the the weird physics of so Friday the Thirteenth. Oh my so god, funny. that'd be a great dwarf tossing parkour. We just lost like <laughs> the dwarven community that listens to our show. <laughs> the dwar- what? Thorin and dwarf. Gimli. They're like fuck <laughs> this fucking podcast, <laughs> and they're fucking. Sorry, Jill, if you started listening. We don't usually talk about dwarfs this way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't tried Dying Light, it's a good, scary game. It has a day cycle and night cycle. Uh, when the nights take place, all your experience points double because the zombies become tougher. And then there are these very... Yeah, they kind of remind me of the vampires from Blade Two in their design. That whole open mouth. Oh. creature, mm. but these just feral undead that just hunt the crap out of you. So, if you want, you can sleep through the night, but there are some missions that can only be done at night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's is one of the, the few games that is really, really tense. Is this the game where it's in real time kind of thing? So if you if you stop in day, it's day. You come back at night, it's night? No, no, night. It's, it's not to real time. I think the whole cycle takes place over like two hours. So, and What's the probably name a half hour of that is night, and it's called uh, uh, Dying Light. And it's you're playing it on. I'm playing it on PS4, PS4, and they have an expansion, a couple expansions they released for it, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that brought me back. I bought those expansions, never played it with them in there, and wanted to play something back from my catalog. And boy, that one called to me, and I've sunk a lot of time into it. Nice. So, Dying Light is fun. I've actually started up again. Um Fuck. Well, that's fun game. to start up. That's fun to start up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God damn it. I tried Viagra. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because the game is blue. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, fucking. Describe the, the ruckus. The show. tactic game against the aliens. XCOM. Yes. Okay. The Holy one, shit. The one I, could, I mentioned earlier. Yes. yes. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I was throwing a blank, but I'm like, yeah, I started that up again on my laptop. 
Have you started? You have the 360 one, right? Yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, you're missing. I, you need to. I, I, I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started Dragon Age Origins. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, that one's got some deep story stuff to it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, story stuff. It's like every time they get the story stuff, I'm like, I, I just want to shoot things with my arcane whatever that is. That's not the game for it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mass Effect in that regard. You'll do some shooting, but a lot of the time you'll be doing story. Yeah, there's a, Oh, it's... We're stuck in this world, and I'm I'm a demon, and and you're you know this is the world, and I, uh, yeah, anything stamped by Bioware, I'd say stay away from. Then if that's not you your know, bag, and it's funny because I I I used the sliders just right, and I got my elf looking like an elf. He looks a little alien, even if he does look a little moronic with his little tiny smile that he just has constantly plastered on his face. You don't sound like you like this game. I, <laughs> I think you should just stop. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not oh really, really you know, gathered. It's funny. I'm just, I'm trying. I, I don't know. I'm impatient. Poor man shit out his soul and his happiness. Yeah, you God. know, it's like, uh, I got you know Diablo three. Yeah, say that. Say, were, that sounds like more your speed. Yeah, and we're we you know Andy and I played that together. I played my own solo, but you know, there's a certain point where it's like I. What I do with Diablo, like Diablo, is I actually will play a segment with all the different character combos. Sure. So I have one of all the characters, and I've just completed Act 1. And I'm just like, oh, that was just Act 1. And if you think about it, in terms of raw hours, I've probably played the whole game. Oh, definitely. But because I've done it that way... So so you've let me get this straight. You've played each character to the end of Act One, and then did another character to the end of Act One, and continued then another. No, I, I didn't continue anything. I played each character to the end of Act One, and then started with a new character. Yeah. Oh oh yeah, I played a so, character to the end of Act One. Well, okay. actually no, because what I would do is I I'd spend a couple hours, maybe a day, with the the um, witch doctor, and then I'm like, oh, I'll try the 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 demon hunter. You know, because, my God, the Demon Hunter had a, a hate recharge mechanic. That was cool. Need and, more hate. You know, and so I would just <laughs> do that, and I would just pr- rotate through them. And I finally completed Act 1 with those characters. Um, the latest was I did the Crusader, and that was the co-op with Andy. And we went through. We Act actually, 1. We actually went through the end of Act 1. You, the Butcher. Yeah. And I was just like... And I haven't touched it since because I'm just like, uh, you know, I've played all the Bring characters through Act game, 1, yeah. but it's like, and like I said, yeah, I probably played the whole goddamn game on one character if I just dedicated it, but I just... Well, Diablo 3 is not known for its story. So. Yeah, well, and story, I'm... I'm That's kind of out, really, kind of out the door. I'm not it's about, looking for story. It's punching things and getting loot. That's And there's also, you know, the, God, all these place names that have, you know, the... The what I call the Celtic diphthong, you know, the <laughs> names spelled with R H D H and A E and ending in win and all of that old eighties fantasy stuff that Get that 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 Welsh background. Yeah, that I, I I mean I got bored of that kind of fantasy decades ago, so I'm just like, eh. I I mean I like my elf, I like how he looks, but. And, you know, get some magic. Get yourself some fat loot drops. Keep going. Act two. 
Just yeah. Oh, you're talking Diablo? You, what's, yeah. What were you talking about? Oh, he I, just went back to Dragon's Age. I was, yeah, I was back Age to Dragon's Age. Oh, okay, okay. See, Diablo... Yeah, go back to Diablo. Yeah, Diablo, I'm just... Well, it's funny, because Diablo, if I start it, I'll get wrapped up into it. But mm-hmm. getting myself started mm-hmm. is a bit of effort. Assassin's so, Creed 3 is free on the Xbox this month, so you can take that and I've accidentally got, kill George Washington. I've, uh, you know what? I'm... It's funny. I like the revolutionary period in terms of stories and stuff. When I was a kid, that was some of my favorite history fiction to read. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Disney, World of Disney. They did Dr. Sin. Remember the Scarecrow? Mm-hmm. Patrick McNee, for God's sakes. Huh. The Prisoner was the revolutionary hero, the Scarecrow, in, um, in, in the Disney movies. So I enjoyed that period historically, but... In terms of like entertainment now, and Assassin's Creed is never, you know, I mean, you know what? Too much story. Third person parkour. That's that's it's just it's a three dimensional hoppy. You need to get uh, (laughs) wow. You need to get get, uh, Black Flag. Uh, You know what? Yeah, but the thing is, I don't Uh, think they have that for the 360. Yeah, I think I just I I think I need a girlfriend. Yeah, (laughs) you're our nabob of negativism today. Well, you know what's funny? What I always go back to, the Settlers of Catan. Hmm. I have played almost 800 games against the computer. Wow! I have over 400 victories to some 320 losses. Mm Hmm. Or 300. Oh, you know. At least it's given as good as it's get. Yeah, so I, I just <laughs> sit there. I'll run through a couple games, you know, almost every day, four or five days a week. I tell you what, when you have someone being the banker, automatically, Settlers of Catan is a nice, relaxing thinker yeah. of a game. Yeah, and I play on the accelerated mode. So your second settlement that you put down is actually a city. Oh wow! So everyone starts off with three points, and it move. You start off with six, depending on your hexes, six resources, and you you kick into high gear right away. Huh. And there's and no jackasses cutting right through your property. If you play hard mode, yeah, hard mode is I call it Andy mode. Yeah, because the AI <laughs> treats you like got Andy. I'm going with that. It's mm, funny. You can be in last place, and you'll still fuck. And you they over. will sit there and yeah. drop robbers on you. They will sit there and they will cut your road in half if you give them half a chance to do so. They are total pricks. It's funny because it's it's not even like a challenging mode where you're like, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, the AI is playing smart. No, no. the AI is playing vicious and it's, it's it's being a dick. It's three characters against you. Yeah, then they all hate you. Yeah, yeah. So so no, I don't play hard mode very much. I've won a couple hard modes, thank you very much, but I've lost a hell of a lot more. So I had to play some easies to uh, compensate my record. <laughs> to get to get those, those numbers back up. Yeah, but now I mean I've been playing the moderate setting for ever, and I usually win. So and I challenge myself. I'll do things like I'll grab the six three hex wool for my city. <laughs> and and you know then I I have to play through with like that's that's my powerhouse that's where my resources are coming in wow and you know but yeah. you're, you're training for a future game night <laughs> that's what you're doing well actually uh, not to brag but I tend to win settlers of Catan when mm. we play it I wonder why in the goddamn games yeah yeah I've, we had a we had a game uh, we played with um, good for you yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we pl- I played with Celeste and Rob and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Francesca's boyfriend believes he's a really good player. I'm too busy fighting with my wife. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because we're like, fuck you, no, fuck you. Yeah, she's yeah. vicious when we play Well, that's funny, man. too, because Paulette is sort of reverse hard mode. She actually, if she doesn't look like she's winning, she'll start fucking with everyone else and let me win. Yeah. What and, an and, asshole. And, and he'll be just like, why are you doing this? And she's like, because I like Kirsten. She says to her husband, because I like Kirsten. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And then it comes down to me and Andy making an alliance. Or yep, at least trying much, to. Yeah. The devil I have to throw in with yeah. just so I can attempt to win. Right. So, so as I was saying, Frankie's boyfriend Robert was playing, and he thought he was good. but he She has a boyfriend? Yes, she Did does. Did you already vet him? Yes. Okay, good. He's um, said this on the show yeah, like Dude, he's what, been playing games ago? with him. Yeah. So uh, he, either he's not good or he just got a bad draw. He, okay. But he was, he was getting his butt kicked. So, and Frankie's sitting next to him. She didn't want to play. She just wanted to watch. So they're sort of playing this team. And instead of winning, they went to the, we're going to get as many sheep as possible and name them. So now they're getting all the well, so that's they a new become, strategy. So it's a, it's it's a really weird having these builders. They'll trade anything for sheep, and they've got and then they got to a point <laughs> they where they had a sheep they had like eight or nine sheep, and of course the robber hit, or they, they rolled a seven, rolled a seven, and they had to sacrifice half the sheep. Named dark sheep, day. At named that. sheep. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's nice. one thing when you lose your sheep, but you name it, you start naming the wood. Then I'm going to start yeah. being really. Well, it's really funny because that just occurred to me that the that the rolling the seven is the anti Todd mechanism because mm-hmm. you can't sit there and just pick up all the sh- all the brick <laughs> and never trade them just hold on to them for right. the whole game i have brick yeah. who wants brick sorry <laughs> todd you've got like 25 brick yes and, yes and i'm going to build a house <laughs> what else to do guys any tang uh i did something god dang it i did something what i do what i do well, I was thinking that yeah. I finished Insomnia. Uh, ah. uh, I, last time I read Insomnia by Stephen King, I, that was when it first came out. It's about 96. So old, man, 96. Oh. And at the time, I think I gave it like three stars in my initial run. This, this last run, five stars. Really? That is a really fun, really intricate book. And I think the reason the, of the change is the fact that it is a 70-year-old protagonist mm-hmm. and... You know, twenty-two-year-old me didn't care about did, didn't connect with a seventy-year-old. Grown, but but yeah, here but here mid mid forties, man. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from in the X and pain. Hey, you get off my lawn! <laughs> I have that. I do that too. Yeah, that hurts. Mm. <laughs> get off my rock lawn! And I did some cool non-geeky things, but. Um, went to went to Lovett's Custard. Took people there who hadn't been to Lovett's Custard. Terrific. I hope everyone here has been to Lovett's Custard. Lovett's Custard, a, a staple here in Las Vegas. I went. I well, walked in, I, I walked guess in Narrows. it's not my staple because I've never been there. I was gonna say, <laughs> tell, gotta t- tell me more about this Lovett's Custard. Yeah, it's, you got to catch it. At, it's it's time is are weird. It's, it's open regular times, but it's it's just it's, it's um a lot of in, times I try in to a shady it's neighborhood. Okay, it's it's like next to the Olympic Garden, basically. Okay, um, and and they have. Three flavors per day. They'll okay. have vanilla, and they'll have sometimes chocolate, but they'll have like two flavors they make because they make it fresh every day. So it's all fresh made every day. And, Frozen uh, custard. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. It's a little hole in the wall, but it's like really really good. Hmm. So, but okay. I took two locals or had never been there. So yeah, go go to Lovett's Custard. It's I don't want to get shot. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll, I'll go you with you. Go, we'll go in the you. daytime. Yeah, if you yeah. go in the daytime. Although, don't go fine. too early. They're not open yet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I walked the Narrows. I survived the Narrows, which tried to kill me a few years ago. I explained to everybody, including myself, what the Narrows is. It's a hiking trail in Zion National Park. Aha. It's a you walk up a mile of trail that's all paved and easy to go. You can add their wheelchairs and go on. It's a very easy trail. You get to the end of the trail, and there's a staircase that goes down into the river. And then the rest of the trail is walking up the river. Oh, fun. I did that a few years ago after walking spending up the river the, in the river or in the, yeah. river. the river. Walking okay. in the river. Like a slot okay. canyon. Yeah, it's a slot canyon. Okay. Um, then I did it a few years ago after spending a few hours building a dam in the river to screw around, making, a, making the pool deeper. And uh, as I was hiking through the river, I'm like, my chest hurts. I'm like, God, I pulled the fucking muscles on my chest by making that stupid dam. And two weeks later, they were still hurting. So I went to the doctor, and that's when I found out, yeah, too many French fries and had to have pieces of metal put inside my heart oh so so that river almost killed me because i was almost yes! I was on the edge of heart attack is. last time i did it <laughs> my god is, isn't that also the uh, the famous catheter incident yeah that's what that's uh, yeah. no catheter was that catheter was uh, unrelated to that catheter oh was what's the famous catheter incident? no no that's the one where the doctor dropped his foley bag on his catheter and <laughs> doink and it bungeed and it bungeed and and I, it, it was funny. I didn't even know. For years, I teased Andy. You're so clumsy. You dropped your frigging catheter bag in the hospital. And he was like, oh, no, that was a doctor. <laughs> I don't know the story. <laughs> I had a catheter. Okay. Because I had a really bad bladder infection. Okay. That sounds and, terrible. Yeah, it is awful. Felt like razor blades uh, in your urethra. Yeah. Um, but then they put the catheter in, which is even more painful. Uh, and then I had the <laughs> catheter for a couple days. And... Uh, they were checking on it, and he was, you know, just taped my leg, so, you know. And, uh, yeah, the doctor was taking the tape off, and whoop, butterfingers, and boing. And, uh, yeah, my, my penis stretches, apparently. And, and, Andy, and, and, and Andy's comment was, I, I don't recommend you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the catheter bag, and I can't recommend you do that. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I survived that. But then I went up. So I went up. Torgo's making notes. I went up and hiked the narrows again for the first time since it tried to kill me. And I got further up, and it was great. And I, I was in. It felt wonderful. And my legs were sore. My feet were sore, but my heart was fine. Oh great! Your feet were sore. So now you're going to find out you have diabetes. Feet attack. Yeah. No, my feet are sore (laughs) because you're walking a river on rocks. Right. I tell you what, slot canyon hiking. Yeah. Some of my best hiking experience. Three hour, three hour drive from here, and it's amazing. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. So you finished Insomnia and you're sympathized with Callahan. Oh, thank you for bringing back to that. So <laughs> Insomnia. Oh, oh, I thought it was lost done, obviously. There for a I was, lost, I was you, you told always about think people are stretchy done, catheters. I, I, I'm it wrapped. wasn't a catheter that stretched. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a huge fan of Insomnia, but it's, boy, at the end of that novel, and I think it also helps that this time I realized I was reading such a Dark Tower adjunct. Because ah. when I first read it, I hadn't right. read any Dark Tower. So that stuff kind of escaped me. Wow, this is big Dark Tower story. Wow. So now I'm back reading the Dark Tower. But I've also found I'm a little fatigued. Uh-oh. Yes. You're towered out. So so I'm, I'm interspersing reading that with a, uh, a, hist- a complete history of Great Britain. So mm. that's, that's kind of... Not tonight, dear. I'm really towered. Danby, I think I, I think I asked this last week. Danby, watch Glow yet? Still have not. It's really, really good. Uh, I'll get to that after Luke Cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh boy, 
I want to talk Glow with somebody. Nobody here well, watched it. Oh, well. I'll talk yeah. the original Glow with you. But I watched the documentary on that. It was really sad. It is. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I think we said sad moments. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's such a good documentary. Yeah. Anything else, guys? Guess nope. not. Not that I can think of. Yeah, I thought so. So, news you don't give a shit about. Damn nation. Yay. <clears throat> Yay. Happens every week. Yeah, I know. You can't escape it. I won't if they, let you. If they dropped your catheter every week, you still wouldn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, there's some words of wisdom right there. <laughs> Especially if they come in and they hold it up in front of Andy and goes, Andy, catheters you don't give a shit about. Destroying. <laughs> Get this man a little Catheter book of calm. Boing. <laughs> and there's Matt. Every week, Andy, you know it's coming. I don't know what your problem is. Why are you crying, Andy? <laughs> Please tell me the catheter. Okay, so it bungee corded, right? So yeah. it didn't hit the. I was hoping it hit the ground and like splatter all over you or something. No, it's oh, no. They're, very, they're very durable. Uh-huh. Never. Uh-huh. The bag is very durable. <clears throat> Apparently not the only durable thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Andy and his durable. Stretch arms, durable dingus. dingus. <laughs> Stretch arms, You can pull it really long and shape it and mold it. Yeah, but don't cut it open because it's got that weird liquid inside. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, don't do that. No. <laughs> Not to mention a catheter tube at its core. Right. That's what's in Stretch Armstrong. Right, catheter. That's what makes it work. <laughs> That's the secret. Yeah. You know, I saw him Stretch Armstrong at Target the other day. Really, the, the, the real man. The toy itself. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they re-released it a while back. Yeah, they do the new cartoon, I guess. So they're they're conjunctioning that. And these little two-year-old or three-year-old kids are like, oh, Sir Trump, I love him. I'm like, bullshit. You don't even know who that is. <laughs> ah, okay. shit. I, I totally remembered. Uh, one of the things that the, the new gong show is on now. Oh. And goddamn, it is... More relevant now than when it was <laughs> really? in the seventies. Oh, it's funny. Uh, it's because it's like all these YouTube acts that people are, you know. Okay. It's it's all bizarre acts. It's the, all bizarre yeah, acts. No, like it's not like you're watching America's Got Talent where it's like, yeah. here's some bizarre acts and here's some awesome singers. Yeah. It's just all bizarre acts. Yeah. But some of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I said it because Murray Langston didn't care for it, but he's on it, so he probably wouldn't care for it. Who didn't care for the it? The unknown comic. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's it's Mike Myers as uh, Tommy, crap. Um, so that is Mike Myers. It is Mike Myers. However, like this guy looks and sounds exactly like Mike Myers. It is Mike Myers. I remember reading up to the launch of the new series. That is a good makeup job. He is going. He's going only as the character name. In fact, even in the credits, it's the character's name listed as producer it's like this and, guy sounds exactly like austin powers and apparently like even in like <laughs> rehearsals and everything you are only to refer to him he's, so he's going like totally method with this oh i love you're it. only supposed to refer to him as the character name god i love it so um but yeah it's weird because like you have all, so like daniel day lewis okay you, with all the the, you know, the youtube acts and stuff today that you know it's like okay yeah, that's funny for a couple of viewings, but this is not something that you really ought to be proud that you are able to do. And, well, a lot of people get gonged. Yeah. In, does it have in the, the same two episodes cheesy, I've watched. Does it have the same cheesy design aesthetic to it? 
It's got yeah. The 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 set design is very a mix of modern and seventies. Okay. So you still have the the red and the gold, but lots you know, of glitter. Yes, lots of glitter. Mm. They're really throwing that back because it, it comes on what after Battle of the Network Stars. It comes on after the battle. Wow. So it's, just, it, yeah. it's they're they're doing this whole um, game show thing summer. Like there's they even have the the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Huh. Um, I just saw an episode of that the other day, and I was like, "Wow, this is weird." It's Family Feud. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they do have the Family Feud. They did <laughs> okay, bring the yeah. Family Feud back as well. Who's doing? Who's kissing them there? I can't think of his name right now. I'll, I'll really remember later. I'll remember. Did we finish, Andy? We did manage to finish Confessions of a Dangerous. I know mind. I've seen the end of it. I know that we didn't. Really? I, we didn't oh, see it that shit. night. Yeah, we. I had the DVD of Confessions of the Life of uh, Chuck Berry. And uh, it really, really is a weird Ch- movie. Chuck Barris. Ch- Ch- did you say Chuck Barris? Barris? Chuck Barris. Yes, Chuck Barris. Chuck, 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 Chuck yeah, Barris. That was a, a different one. Yeah. That was the one that the FBI came <laughs> yeah. asking us about yeah. afterward. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was funny because there was something wrong with the DVD. The movie would not finish in Andy's DVD player. Really? Yeah. I got it to finish on mine, so I saw the end of it. Andy never saw the end of it. I did eventually, but not really. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was... Re- it's really funny because at the very end, you actually have Chuck Barris, uh, and he's like sitting in front of the camera, and he does a voiceover, and he's like being old and being worn out, and he's like, Steve I got a great idea for a game show. You get three men in their 70s to sit in a room and put a gun on a table in front of them. And the three men tell the story of their lives to the camera. And the last one to not blow his brains out is the winner. Wow! (laughs) Yeah. It's a good movie. (laughs) Which which sort of segues into the other... uh, That's some dark Barris. The other game show they brought back, which is To Tell the Truth. Ah, (laughs) They brought that one back, too. Wow. And uh, it's Steve Harvey that uh, was hosting Celebrity Family Feud. Oh, I thought you were going to say To Tell the Truth. That would have (laughs) been... Ironic! No, uh, To Tell the Truth is being hosted by Anthony Anderson. Uh, Well, that was fun. Yeah, I know. It's it's different. (laughs) Doesn't have the same cultural irony. But yeah, Gong Show, I get behind this one. It, I, I saw one episode and enjoyed the enjoyed myself through yeah. it. Okay. And then I was like, I gotta look up this guy because this British guy sounds and looks like Myers. It is Mike Myers. <laughs> it is a good makeup job. Uh, oh God, that's because well, the episode that I watched it was uh, Dana Carvey was one of the judges, and those two were in rare form. I mean, oh, they were man. they were just playing off of each other like they've been doing for the last you know twenty some odd years and. It just it was it was uh, so amusing to watch. They should uh, they should get Jimmy Glick as one of the uh, Jimmy judge. Glick. Jimmy Glick, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Oh, I think I was doing news. You don't give yeah, a shit about. We, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. I, I'm glad you brought I up derailed the, the train. <laughs> I didn't derail it so much as I uh, well, I set us onto another track. Jeff thought you were finished, yeah. so he just started <laughs> his story. News you don't give a shit about. A boot. A boot. Are you Canadian? It's my bit. Oh, I'm trying to talk your language. <laughs> <laughs> Alright buddy Just read the thing buddy <laughs> Sorry how buddy st- <laughs> How many stone do you weigh? Too many <laughs> KFC Launched a TV commercial With Colonel Sanders Outfitted as an astronaut Speaking oh at a stage press conference Declaring that The fried chicken monolith Would send its new sandwich Into space 
Uh, turns out they were serious. KFC floated a zinger. Zingers are sandwich. Yes. <laughs> uh, that'll happen after you drop your catheter. Man. Or when you eat the fried chicken. I so. thought it was one of Andy's zingers. <laughs> they floated a sandwich to the edge of space on a high-altitude worldview enterprises stratolite balloon from Spaceport Tucson, Arizona, and live-streamed everything before liftoff with the colonel at Mission Control. Uh, the fast food chicken giant later released a takeoff video of what is now officially known as Zinger One Mission, mm. levitating it at anywhere from 50,000 to 80,000 feet. The sandwich stayed aloft for four days, ew, during which time KFC started its campaign on social media. Uh, they then dropped a coupon from space. Uh, <laughs> catch. Worldview balloons fly where it's too high in the atmosphere for commercial airliners to venture, but not high enough for satellites. The company is currently developing balloons meant to stay suspended in the stratosphere for months on end. This was an opportunity to test out its high-altitude stratolite vehicle and extended proto-flight. <laughs> Stratolites are designed to reach altitudes of 150,000 feet right on the fringe of outer space. After the inaugural launch of a KFC sandwich into space... Worldview foresees these balloons venturing into science by watching over the weather, imagining an Earth below, and focusing on a telescopic eye on astronomical objects and phenomena. Humans could eventually float to the far reaches of the atmosphere for science, of course, and eventually it? near space tourism. Did for you a say while, imagining the Earth below, imaging. Sorry, okay. imaging. Just, yes, just just curious. Well, it's it's a sentient balloon. Yeah. Okay. It's it's it. It can't be with the Earth, so it imagines what sure. it would be like to oh, be us. Okay, so very deep. Very, very philosophical. Just wanted word. a little clarification. For there. a while, if you did a Google image search of Rachel Nevada, where the little alien is in, right next to the Area yes. Fifty One, there was a big KFC logo on one of the open fields there. They they painted the logo on the on the ground. <laughs> Apparently, it's gone now because when we when we found that out, we we're going to take a trip up there, and we found out soon after that it was only up there for a couple weeks, but. Uh, but it's, it's there on the Google image search. Also, have you seen this footage of somebody taking one of those balloons with a camera? They, and they, they yeah. it's, it's about five or six minutes long. And you see the whole journey of the thing going up into the air. And then the balloon pops. And then it falls. And then you watch the whole plummet back to the earth. God, that's exciting. It's amazing. I think I've seen something like that. But I don't know if yeah. there's that one. Yeah, there's, there's a few of them on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. Chicken sandwich in space. You say ooh. Uh, but it's it's probably like really well refrigerated up there, so <laughs> it's, it's cold up there. Frozen solid it's, for four so years. It's, it's American it. fast food. It could last in space I'm or at the sure. bottom of the ocean for years. It's, it's, but I'm not going to chase. I'm not going to save a American chicken sandwich that I buy today for three days. <laughs> okay, and eat it later. It's better than liar. It's better than <laughs> eating Dale pizza. Uh oh. You Burn. can't prove it. You cannot prove it. It's better than eating Dale pizza from Matt Donnelly's trunk. Wait, 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 wait. What if it, what if it, Toro? From what his if trunk? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's Andy Scavenger. It's ICS. I'm listening to the ICS, and there's an episode where they're, they're, he's like, oh, I got you guys pizza today. And, and, and uh, they come over the pizza, and then they're like, this pizza tastes like chemicals. This is awful. They won't eat it. They won't eat it. And it turns out it's some pizza place. Is it Jimmy John's or something? No. Some pizza place, they don't actually cook the pizza. You get the pizza raw, and then you cook oh, it yourself. Oh, yeah, like Papa Murphy's. Papa or, Murphy's. Uh, so, so, we, so they, they, 
he's you know he went out to get pizza and he went into one of those places to get, to get a quick pizza for the kids and came out with the raw pizza he's like oh okay so then he ran to another pizza place to get a pizza for the kids so he brought the pizza to the recording of ICS and they cooked it up there and he tried to serve it to him the next episode was like the week later and you find out that what he neglected to say was he'd left that pizza in his trunk overnight. So <laughs> the uncooked raw? raw pizza getting trunk fumes for two days. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. News wow. don't give a shit about. <laughs> 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 Sam Raimi's Ghost House Pictures is producing a new version of The Grudge that Deadline describes specifically as a reboot. The company has recruited director Nicholas uh, Pesci and will feature a screenplay by Midnight Meat Train writer Jeff Bueller. The Grudge has a convoluted history. Uh, director Takeshi Shimizu created the franchise about a curse that is generated out of a range of out of rage of a dying person in the late 1990s with two short films made for TV which served as precursors to the series. And next came Precursors. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, you like that. Uh, next came Juon and Juon 2, two low-budget direct-to-video features that became cult successes and gained an international reputation as two of the most frightening entries in the then-exploding J-horror genre. Shimitsu got to remake both as a proper theatrical film in 2002-2003 with Juon the Grudge and Juon the Grudge 2, both of which were widely seen outside of native Japan. The buzz on both led Ghost House and Columbia Pictures to bring the director over to the U.S. to helm the 2004 English-language remake called The Grudge, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar. That movie cost $10 million to make and made $187 million worldwide, paving the way for a 2006 sequel, also directed by Shimizu, that grossed $70 million globally. Shimizu then stepped away for The Grudge 3, released direct-to-video 2009, and the Zhuan movies have continued to emerge in Japan with no involvement from the director, including Zhuan Black Ghost, Zhuan White Ghost. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Black Ghost on a white ghost. Won't you? Sorry. Zhuan, the beginning of the end. Zhuan, the final curse. And last year's Sadako versus Kayako, which pitted Zhuan ghost woman uh, Kayako against the main villain of the Ring series, Sadako. And uh, so, yeah, so now Ghost House has decided that it's time to reboot The Grudge. Why don't you just leave it alone and think of something else? Well, here's... here's Ching! I think we just need to leave the re off and just boot it. <laughs> well, here's Good the thing with the, with the Ching thing. Mm. They, they rebooted The Ring. Mm-hmm. And that did very poorly. Oh, did it? Yeah, that did not do well at all. So that should be kind of a warning. That was kind of a riding a fascination of Japanese horror at the time, which was quite a fascination. It was a new way of experiencing something eerie we hadn't seen before. Right. Uh, now we, we've seen it. We've seen plenty of it. So yeah, The ship's left, left the dock on that. Yeah. So don't sure. reboot it. Boot to the head. So I... With all that Zhuan that I laid out, how much more do you really have to say, even on a reboot? Does it have a, new, a, a brand new angle to come at this? So I'm very wary. 
of this one. But hey, Ghost House Pictures, they own it, and probably it might be a rights issues thing. They don't make a movie within this time, they lose the option. That kind of Fantastic Four possibility. Fantastic Four ghosts? Yes. Wow. That's that's the way I'd go with it. uh, Well, because when you first said Juwan, I was thinking of... um, Juwan, Jew violence? These uh, science fiction (laughs) movie uh, where uh, Ellie Wiesel goes to the moon. It's it's a sequel to Nazis on the moon. Yeah. Jew on on the moon. moon. (laughs) I knew it was going to be something like that. I knew it. (laughs) I did that. In honor of Paul Madden. Yeah, yes, yes you did. I was, yes, I was you did. About to go, Way to go, Paul. <laughs> That's two tips of the hat, the ice cream social. So <laughs> take it, I get it, boys. <laughs> uh. Weekend geek. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right, now that we start a new segment, is another game show you want to bring up, Jeff? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you got. Oh wait, I you got to finish first. <laughs> Finish? Not finish. No, okay. Sort of finish. Appear to finish. Are you you through yet? (laughs) (laughs) According to the Hollywood. Well, that reminds me. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) boy, that that that's a testament to our maturity. Andy is dying. (laughs) He's actually holding his chest. Which we know is a dangerous thing. Yeah, <laughs> Nero's didn't get me, but that got me. <laughs> According to the Hollywood Reporter, and again, this is a fully confirmed, but interesting. Tarantino's next film might revolve around the Manson family murders. And he is in talks with several A-list actors to join the project. The report says, quote, the script details are fuzzy, but one of the stories centers on Sharon Tate, the actress and wife of director Roman Polanski, who was murdered by Manson and his followers in 1969, unquote. Charles Manson, of course, ordered a group of his followers to attack the inhabitants of a house in Los Angeles, believing it was owned by a record producer who earlier had rejected him. Four of Manson's followers ended up brutally murdering Tate, who was eight months pregnant. There was also four other people tragically killed at the house with Tate. Manson and several of his followers were sentenced to life imprisonment in 1971 for the murders they committed over the summer of 1969. If Tarantino actually moves forward with this movie, it will be the first film of his that will be based on true events. Uh, Tarantino is apparently putting the finishing touches on the script, and he's prepping to direct. Harvey and Bob Weinstein, who have produced all the previous Tarantino films, are also involved with this latest movie, and they're all in the early stages of shopping the film to studios. If there's somebody to tell that brutal story, it's him. And with flair. Yeah. uh, And I'm interested to see what he would do with such a dark project, because most of his work has a touch of humor to it. Right. And (laughs) And this one is not one you can really... Yeah. But I, I believe if you rip that humor out, that's a very dark story. I almost right. wonder if it's too dark for most people. Right. I mean, there's there's elements of that I didn't even know about till recently. Like the uh, the girls were like getting pregnant a lot, and there weren't a lot of babies around. But they uh, <laughs> a lot of shallow graves. Everyone assumes <clears throat> it's it's almost. I. I yeah, I hate to compare him to Rob Zombie, but it seems like more something along with Rob Zombie yeah. would do. Right. So, Cohen Brothers could pull it off too. 
Mm. Ooh, I don't know, because they have even a little more humor usually yeah, than Tarantino yeah. does. They True. tend to go with the dark humor, and I just I just don't see this even working with dark right, humor. Right, right, yeah. It's just going to be a dark We're all going to be very surprised project. when they find that, that rich vein of sick humor in there. I'm not sure where it is, though. But I would I, I hope it's true because I would love to see that in Tarantino's directorial hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That's I love Tarantino. That's like even too dark for me. I'm willing to go down any path, but that's like wow. I have no. Well, I know that Tarantino for a long time has been wanting to do a horror movie. This so, would be so it. maybe this is his stab. Yeah, at that. I would do it. Yeah. yeah. See what you did there. <clears throat> Freeform's New Warriors live-action series has locked in its cast of misfits. The cast will be led by Milana Vantrub. I think it's how you say that. Vantrub. She was in other That's probably not how you say it. <laughs> Only know it because she's been on uh, At Midnight several times. Okay. Vantrub. Okay. Vantrub. Uh, she will play Squirrel Girl. Yes. And Derek Theller, who was in Baby Daddy, as uh, Mr. Immortal. Uh, Disney's alum, Kaylin Worthy who is in Austin and Alley, is set to play Robbie Baldwin, a.k.a. Speedball, described as an impulsive people-pleaser with a misplaced sense of confidence who throws kinetic balls. Uh, Matthew Moy, uh, who was in Two Broke Girls, will play Zach Smith slash Microbe, described as a shy hypochondriac whose ability is that he can talk to germs that tell him where you've been. Unquote. Uh, Kate Cormer uh, from The Comeback will play Deborah Fields, or also Debris, described as proud, funny, and quick-witted lesbian character with low-level telekinetic abilities that are, quote, very low like she can move a paper cup, unquote. <laughs> the 10-episode series, New Warriors series, is set to, to launch in 2018, again on the Freeform channel. I think that's where they're also doing um, Cloak and Dagger. Yes, mm-hmm. I believe so. <clears throat> uh, a little sad news this week. Uh, Stan Lee's wife of 69 years, Joan, passed away in Los Angeles. According to the Hollywood Reporter, after suffering a stroke and being hospitalized earlier this week, Joan passed quietly and surrounded by her family. She was 93, survived by Stan Lee and their daughter, J.C. As uh, the legend goes, the then-would-be novelist Stan worked at Marvel's precursor, Timely slash Atlas Comics. He became increasingly frustrated with the medium, particularly its lack of flawed characters, so much so he contemplated quitting. But as Stan told The Hollywood Reporter, Jones said, before you quit, why don't you just write one comic you're proud of? Unquote. That became the Fantastic Four. From there, Stan would go on to create some of the most uh, beloved titles in the business. Joan also got into the acting bit, action a bit uh, as a voice actress in two 90s Marvel cartoons, Miss Forbes in Fantastic Four and Madam Web in Spider-Man. She also played herself in last year's X-Men Apocalypse. And she was also a writer as well, having published a novel titled The Pleasure Palace in 1987. Hmm. And on top of that, uh, we also lost Nelson Ellis this week, best known for his portrayal as Lafayette Reynolds in the HBO series True Blood. Uh, Passed away due to complications from heart failure at the age of 39. That's, yeah. So... If you if you're gonna go see Stan here shortly, I would say do it because how that goes. Yeah, I was just they... I was thinking that too because I mean for the longest time I I literally felt like there's like nothing is gonna take Stan out. I mean that guy's gonna Guess outlive well. all of us. But you Shatner, know, when you're 
so close to somebody for 70 years, you know, and you, and you die right after. Yeah. yeah. yeah my, uh, so, that happened he with was, my aunt. He was just here too. A couple weeks ago. Yep. 69. I, I don't, you know, I can't, I can barely imagine making it to 69. That's being married, but for that. married for 69. Good Lord. Yeah. You won't make it. She'll beat you to death before you get that far. Wow. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kay. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck. I, I love that he just says thanks a lot and not no she won't. <laughs> yeah, he's he's acknowledging Rub salt in my wounds. He's acknowledging Kay. the beating, <laughs> but then getting on you for bringing it up. <laughs> It'll be the breadsticks that'll get me in the end. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah that was those say. breadsticks will get us all in the end. I was just, I was just thinking about the. I I don't think I've no the the. Person I've known the longest, I've known for thirty-five years, and that's the longest, you know, like friendship that I have, uh, my friend Kevin, and that's I can't even fathom knowing somebody, let alone spending practically every day with them for seventy years. That's yeah, it's crazy, it's just amazing. Mm. But I mean, at the same time, they lived a lot and loved a lot. I mean, there, I remember that uh, that documentary with Stanley. That was on recently in one of the interviews where they're and they're they're like arguing back and forth just like the you know the classic old married couple and she said something to the effect of oh, like, like, and I. she's like it's, <laughs> she's like you know in, in in almost seventy years it's never been dull so gotta give it that one yeah and he was like excelsior <laughs> <laughs> I think I he the, laughed I, I think he the, laughed at her statement when she I, I say the opposite thing about Andy it's, right it's dull and it feels like it's been 70 years <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't finished Diablo yet <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time is coming back for an encore on its 40th birthday Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind will return to theaters for a week-long engagement yes. starting on September 1st. Not clear which version of the movie will be re-released. There are three. The original 135-minute theatrical version, the 132-minute special edition, and the 137-minute collector's edition, uh, which Spielberg says is his preferred version, so more than likely that's probably the version. Well, not which one, one is one of the where the uh, guns become walkie-talkies? You're E.T. thinking E.T. The, yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. I have, they have, um, <laughs> when you buy the collector edition wow, of Close Encounters, all three versions of the film are in there. And oh, that's okay. the only version you can see Spielberg's preferred version yeah. on. So that's the only way to see it. They should do a triple feature and just run them all wow. every afternoon. For I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I've never seen that on the big screen. Really? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> one of How my old are you, Jeff? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> 43. Oh, okay. Gosh, you, you kids nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I remember when it came out. So I wasn't even screen. an idea. When you see it I've never big... seen Jaws on the big screen. My first exposure to Jaws was on VHS. Wasn't it just on the big screen? Didn't yeah, yeah see it it's, still, it's still making the rounds. I'm okay. hoping to catch it, but my days off don't always fall they on. They did it last year, so I'm thinking... Maybe maybe it'll happen a little more often because okay. they just did it out here in yeah. June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so that and that I I saw it last year. Jaws on the big mm-hmm. screen. When you see Close Encounters on a big screen, you can see R two D two pretty curly. Pretty curly. Clearly. 
Okay. Yes. We cur- he's curly, too, but he's pretty curly. Pretty que- oh, no, I can't say it. Forget it. <laughs> Not again. Clearly. Yes. Clearly, clearly, clearly. Is he in the mothership scene? Uh, he's, when it flies over, you can see him. He's hanging upside down on one of the Oh, ships. that's right. That's right. Because <clears throat> the mothership scene probably won't be in the... Or at least the inside of the mothership. The inside yeah, one. Yeah, because that, that, well, that was be. added. What was that added for? That that was the second one, and that was a re-release. Yeah. And they the the studio I heard kind of pushed that on Spielberg. Yeah, I think he wasn't he close to taking his name off of that because that was released for TV, mm-hmm. where they added all that extra footage in, which which is was what fairly I, common back in sure. the in the you know seventies and eighties when they would. The movies and the on version television. that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. Nah. But it was it was funny because that scene also was just it really was kind of useless. Right. Yeah. It hey, was, wait, was it the scene where it's like they got the like that plas or that whatever over the guy and they're doing the experiment and shit? What am I thinking of? Uh, what you're movie are you even of, talking oh, about? Oh, you're flashing no. back to your unfortunate incident. <laughs> uh, something no. in the sky. Uh, fire in the sky. Fire in the sky. Uh, that's right. Okay. Yes. Wow. What was I? <laughs> a whole <laughs> different kind of alien. <laughs> I felt Suddenly bad about Matt's com- appreciation of Steven Spielberg changes. <laughs> I felt bad about conflating E.T. and Close Encounters, but I didn't go to fire in the sky. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just Dreyfus standing there. Like in wonder as lights buzz around the inside of the basically the the the, the light cathedral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it really. Well, that, you know. when you wish upon a star, plays her. Yeah, and it's yeah. just sort of like, uh, I mean, yeah, it doesn't add anything. And well, it, that whole, if anything, it takes it away because that takes away some of the the mystery. wonder of what the mystery of right what the he's mystery going to experience. Of, he leaves. He yeah. goes away, and who boop, knows boop, what he encounters. Boop, boop. But yeah. I was yeah. I always loved the the scene with him in the truck, though when the the lights hit and you don't really see a lot of the outside, but there's a lot of mm. storytelling in that you know that isolated scene and it just kind of shows you know it's more of like the same Jaws stuff where you know the, the shark doesn't work, so we do a lot right. of the storytelling yeah. through. Yeah. Another reason you want, yeah, imagination another, of the viewer. Another reason you want to see that in, in on a big screen uh-huh. is with a big sound system, because that that final scene with the beep beep beep, burr, burr, yeah, that that, that, that goes right through your bones on the screen, right, on the big screen. There were two burr. scenes that scared the crap out of me. Okay, three. Three that scared the crap out of me as a kid. Four, there are no four things. Four. Third, no fourth thing. thing. There's no third thing. <laughs> And that movie. One, of course, when the aliens come out at the end looking all creepy and right. weird. Uh, the second, when the monkey starts up on its own, the, the clasping yeah. Oh, yeah. monkey, yeah. which I now which, own. Yeah, we have on yeah. the shelf over here. <laughs> That's the real reason I own it is because that scared me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, they've done that in a couple of different movies, too, haven't they? they they've the, the, used the, the, the cla- the that, but that was monkey. the one that first made okay. me just... Yeah, yeah, that freaked me out, too. Mm-hmm. And that scene in the truck... When things start moving everywhere, mm-hmm. and that railroad crossing sign starts violently yes. rocking back and forth, right? Yeah. That scared the crap out of me as a kid. Well, yeah, it wasn't the kid being <laughs> stolen through the doorway that got you. Nope, just the monkey. Wow. Well, in rural Indiana, where you grew up, there's a lot of those, you know, cro- uh, yes. railroad crossing signs. See, in, this- fa- in fact, I think that the kid lives in Indiana, yeah. if I remember right yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That, that's this is a th- I has came up a conversation earlier this week with with uh, somebody. Um, uh, it's where you live that's makes. I mean, Legend of Boggy Creek scared the crap out of me because there's that scene where the Bigfoot reaches through the window 
into the bathroom. Oh, the guy's okay. taking a just shit. Punches out the screen covering the window. <laughs> And it reaches in. Which looked a lot like my bathroom, which had a big chunk of wood. We were, we were in the woods. We were surrounded by woods. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, mm. I could. I After that movie, because that movie traumatized me too, I. I've never seen Legend any of Any bathroom Street. I went into that had a window just, well, scared the shit out of me. Hey, yeah. all right. And it just made me nervous. I grew up, my home, uh, where I was a kid, my dad totally filled in the whole. Uh, wall and so there was no window in the bathroom so I didn't have to worry about that as a kid mm-hmm. so you never had to worry about constipation then so uh, well, things no, were scaring constantly no scaring window. the shit out of you there, there was no win- oh. uh, how long were those fucking troll dolls there the what the troll dolls in your bathroom oh no I'm talking about no okay that's what? all pre-troll okay. dolls oh, what 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 <sighs> a couple decades ago there was a uh, a brief trend these troll dolls that this person made out of wood oh and so they cut yes. the bodies and then they strung out the 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 wood fibers as hair and stuff like that um and uh, my parents my mom collected those and so at one point i had them all in the bathroom and it just creeped out Andy every time he went to the bathroom. <laughs> also yeah, a fucker staring shit, at you. Yeah, and it was really funny because one time, actually, he went on a trip, and when he came back into town, I went in my bathroom and I took a picture of the troll dolls <laughs> and with the little sign, Welcome Back Andy, and I emailed it to him. Oh, What uh, is I, it with relatives putting creepy shit in bathrooms? Because I, I that actually makes me think of one of my aunt's she had decorated her bathroom with that stupid. Uh, you remember the? It's the two little naked cherub kids that says "Love is blah blah blah." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, sort of she had like the little plaster figurines of them on shelves all over the bathroom. So wow. you had like all of this pink and white plaster. They had the pictures and then the actual ceramic figurines of these kids, and they're all over the damn bathroom. And I found them to be absolutely creepy because mm-hmm. they just, it's just like, just I know they're the supposed to be cute, but they just look bizarre. Jeff, do you need to go to bathroom? No. No. There's little naked children all over the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the bathroom. Jeff, stop shitting in the corner of your room. It's for the people who found the big eyes paintings not creepy enough. Yeah. <laughs> Those things. In Luke Cage news. Yes. Have you seen it? Like when, that you when don't even nobody, care about. I, I have because, no idea what this yeah. is talking about. Why isn't this in news that you don't give a shit about, Torgo? Oh, I, I care. I just haven't got around to it. Marvel <laughs> announced that Mustafa Shakir from The Deuce and The Night Of and Gabriel Dennis from Insecure and Rosewood will join season two. Shakir will portray John McIver. McIver. A.K.A. Bushmaster, who is described as from Marvel as a natural leader, brimming with charisma, whose mission is focused on Harlem and vengeance. Uh, created by Chris Claremont and John Byrne, Bushmaster was first seen in Iron Fist number 15 in 1977. He's a former Euro leader of the Magia Crime Syndicate, born in the Caribbean, who possesses superhuman strength and superior street fighting techniques. Uh, Dennis will play Tilda Johnson, more commonly perceived in comic pages as Nightshade. 
the seductive scientist vigilante who's described as a brilliant holistic doctor with a complicated history in Harlem, where as much as he tries to stay away from trouble, he seems to always find her, unquote. Originating from Steve Englehart and Alan Weiss, Nightshade took on Captain America and S.H.I.E.L.D. with her enticing concoctions of pheromones and was first seen in 1973's Captain America number 164. Also, Lucy Liu will direct the first episode of season two. Wow. Neat. Goodness gracious. Hmm. Yeah. An All interesting right. story from the comics. Uh, Misty Knight, as a cop, actually has to go undercover <clears throat> and she poses as a love interest for Bushmaster to get information. It'll be interesting if to see if they port that over mm. from uh, comics. Yeah, like I needed. Defenders feature. is coming up soon, right? Yeah, some point. It's what this fall. I, I think, think so. so. Yeah, I know that supposedly this winter is when uh, we're getting we're Punisher series. Ah, yes. Netflix is promising it's something different. Punisher. After letting the Netflix deal expire, Fox has locked in a new streaming agreement to bring the complete seasons of Futurama to Hulu as the series' new streaming home. Along with Futurama, Hulu will also be adding Bob's Burgers and The Cleveland Show. The show joins other animated shows such as South Park, Adventure Time, and The Boondocks. Okay, so, well, South Park and Adventure Time, because... Otherwise, it seems like the shows that didn't quite make it channel. <laughs> I mean, is Bob's Burgers still going? Yeah. Cleveland's done, yeah, right? Cleveland's yeah, Cleveland's done. Cleveland's done. Yeah, Bob's Burgers doing well, actually. Which is funny because okay. they, they frequently make jokes on Family Guy about the, the failure of that show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they keep <laughs> Barb's at Cleveland or, you know, near him. Mm-hmm. Defenders, August 18th. Wow, that's faster than I thought. coming right up. Are you going to watch? Well, I can't Luke watch Cage? the Defenders until I've seen Iron oh Fist. I can't watch Iron Fist until I've seen Luke Cage. I'm going to go right ahead. Why don't you just fucking watch it? So. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think you need to see Iron Fist or Luke Cage to watch the Defenders. Yeah, I feel like you don't. Uh, this is the guy who read Insomnia. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. I'm, I'm too and, much of a completist. And to this say no is to that. funny because if if Dark Tower fatigue is any indication, you're going to. Barely make it through Iron Fist. Defenders will come up, and you'll be like, "I can't. I just can't. Save it on DVR. I just can't." Well, thank goodness this is Netflix. <laughs> Tales for a Halloween Night will be adapted for Sci-Fi Channel from John Carpenter's graphic novel of the same name, which collects scary stories from writers in TV, film, novels, and comics. Carpenter and his partner Sandy King will conjure up original scripted material for the series. Uh, United uh, Cable Productions and Carpenter are also diving into Nightside. Is that Universal Cable or United? Uh, sorry, thank you, Universal. Okay. Uh, Nightside, taken from the atmospheric 12-book horror series by New York Times bestselling author Simon R. Green, Jill Blutvogel, uh, uh, she is part of Scream, the TV series, is signed on to write the script, but no info has been released as to where it will be aired. Uh, Nightside is set in a Neil Gaiman-like netherworld within London, described by its private detective main character, Jim Tayer, as, quote, a place where dreams come true and nightmares come alive, where one can buy anything, often at the price of your soul or someone else's, where the music never stops and the fun never ends, unquote. I was going to say, if it's Universal Cable Productions, it'll probably wind up on 
uh, on USA. Well, here's that's, the thing: the uh, Tales for a Halloween Night that Sci-Fi is getting that's also Universal Cable. Yeah, production, well, so. it, yeah, because it's the Comcast family. Sure. So, I mean, that's usually where UCP productions wind up, but a lot of them do end up going on USA. So, it's probably you know flip of a coin which which one it ends up on Sci-Fi or USA. Well, all I care is Carpenter's got two projects coming, and I'm a happy man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You're going to watch those, but not Luke Cage? Yes! Jesus. John Carpenter moves ahead the rungs of most things. Most things move a rung, the rungs ahead of Luke Cage. <laughs> Luke Cage was fine. That's, yes, it is fine. I've enjoyed what I've watched. Mm-hmm. Then finish it. It's only, what, 10 episodes? Not even? 13 episodes. Oh. I still haven't watched much. it either, but, you know. Yeah, you don't give him what the What the hell? That's it. <laughs> Direct. Okay. He doesn't pr- proudly talk about it. Who's proud? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you watch it? I, I am, still. I am, I'm ashamed. I still ashamed. haven't finished. Uh, you should be. Jessica Jones? Yes. Yeah. Oh, what? The best, the for best the one. That one is the best one. It is the best one. Yeah, it's the best one. Oh, that's, you, that's it, a way to motivate them to watch you know, the rest. Everybody <laughs> keeps telling me that. I get three episodes in, and I was just kind of meh. You've gotta, you've gotta power through. That's what everybody keeps telling Iron me. Fist? You, got you got to. No. By three oh. episodes, has Tenet showed up? Uh, he's popped in. Yeah. No. If 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 you're yeah. if you're phrasing it that way, then yeah, you yeah. haven't gotten to the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> Filmmaker Adi Shankar, uh, behind Dread and the new animated Castlevania, has lined up his next project, Assassin's Creed. The wow. anim- the animated series. What? Oh, okay. I was gonna say because the movie was shit. Okay. I could get you behind an animated. I forgot there was a movie until I saw like a piece of it on something. It wasn't good. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it. All right. It it, it stayed true to the, what the game was and like how you went back in time or whatever your answer is. Like it was true to the game, but it was just not good. Just not a good script, or just yeah. not well executed, or both. Both, I okay. think. I see but, that, but that, it stayed true to the content of what it was trying to what's do. What's one? What's the one of the game? The Time Dagger thing, Prince of Persia. Is that it? Yes. Oh, wow. I saw like pieces of that on, on a hotel one time. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? What is, uh, no, yeah. That actually saddens me because Fassbender is a really good actor, and he's been in several movies where they just don't use him use to his talent very well is this another like is he actually good in the film and it's just a shitty script or i would say it's both you what think it's you both said, yeah it's okay both. i think the big problem in that one and i think the same with warcraft is they just didn't strike when the iron was hot yeah that these are movies that came out after their the game series is way past its prime yeah right except in china i guess china. warcraft did well china yeah. did well in china China. And that's that is a hard thing to get your mind around these days. Is like when they make movies and we're like, oh, nobody cares about that. They're really making them more for international markets now. They're not making them for domestic audiences. No, this is a secondary market, definitely. Yeah, we're yeah. we're so, now a secondary, or even in some cases, a tertiary thought. You know, they don't they don't care about making money here in the U.S. as much as they do overseas. That hurts. So Assassin's Creed animation. Yes. Is it animation yeah. for adults or is it gonna like Rambo it? So it's like weird, like well, rubber bullets. This is this is I the want Clone Wars. I haven't watched animation. the new Castlevania series on Netflix, mm-hmm. and there's the same guy behind that. So I'd assume, see how dangerous that one is mm-hmm. to to gauge this one because you know well, the main character is is an assassin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you nerf that? <laughs> well, it's gonna be an anime style. 
So there's ways of nerfing that with anime. I didn't think you could nerf Rambo, but clearly it happened. Yeah. I've seen one of his products, which is Dread, and it's amazing. So there you go. The bar is. is... Or maybe it'll be like G.I. Joe, where all the lasers just conveniently miss. And they all jump out of the. Yeah, yeah, and every airplane they eject before it explodes. Now, (laughs) Shankar's teasing an original story within this world, so not one established within the game itself. He's not retelling like Ezio or anything like that. Mm Hmm. Uh, no word on where this project's going to land, but uh, if Castlevania turns out to be a hit for Netflix, I'll, I'll get a guess they'll take now, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just saw it. On- I never played Castlevania, and I feel like I'm missing out. No. It depends which one you play. It's fun. Yeah. But it's old school gaming. Which is fine. I like old school games. Author Nanetti Okorafor. Nanetti Okorafor. Announced on Twitter Monday that HBO has optioned her award-winning novel, Who Fears Death, for a television adaptation. Akorfor added that Game of Thrones writer George R.R. R. Martin will be executive producer. The 2010 novel takes place in a post-apocalyptic future, Africa, riven by a genocidal tribal conflict between the light-skinned Nuru and the dark-skinned Okeke. The protagonist, Oyesenwu, was born of, a, of inter- interracial rape. As she grows older, she realizes she has magical powers, and even more importantly, that someone else with magical powers is trying to kill her. Uh, Who Fears Death won the 2011 World Fantasy Award for Best Novel. So that's coming to HBO. Huh. And the Warner and Warner Brothers has chosen the 80s Elseworlds story, Batman by uh, Gotham, Gotham by, by Gaslight, Gaslight. Nice. as the source for the next DC direct-to-video animated film. Uh, discovered uh, by a leaked Amazon list of special features accompanying Batman and Harley Quinn 4K Blu-ray release. This intriguing development states that its bonus content includes a sneak peek at DC Universe's next animated movie, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, unquote. Uh, Written by Brian Augustin with art by Hellboy mastermind Mike Mignola, this Victorian age one-off comic was published in February of 1989, Remains beloved by Bat fans around the world. Here's the original synopsis. In an age of mystery and superstition, how would the people of Gotham react to a weird creature of the night? A bat-garbed vigilante feared by the guilty and innocent alike. The very first Elseworlds tale reimagines the Dark Knight detective in Victorian times and pits him against the infamous murderer Jack the Ripper. Uh, Batman and Harlequin hits the home video on August 29th for your first glimpse of Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, they've got a bunch of them coming out this year then because they've got those two. And then supposedly in the fall slash winter, we're supposed to get uh, the... I'm buying. Uh, huh? I'm buying that, what you're about to say. The Batman Two-Face, which is right. the, you know, the, the final performance by Adam West. Oh, yeah. As Batman. And I believe the Batman Harley and Quinn is the last one to be included in that 30 movie set we yeah. talked about last week. Right. So the, the Two-Face one will be the start of the next, the next wave. One. They're so good. Their animation side is all oh, my yeah. God. I, I, I own most, if not all. I Actually, I think I'm missing a couple of the Batman animated, but I've seen them all. And that is definitely a Mike McNola-style art. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, it'll be interesting if the animated does ape that. It'd be hard to do that. I mean, yes, they've it done would. it. They've they've done little bits of animation in McNola style, but it's little bits. Sure, that's yeah. it's a very specific style, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this got a mixed response on Red Light Green Light. 
But Dark Horse Comics announced that its Eisner Award-winning superhero series, The Umbrella Academy, will be coming to Netflix in 2018. Universal Cable Productions, once again, and Dark Horse Entertainment will be producing a live-action 10-episode series based on the comic books by former My Chemical Romance frontman Gerard Way and artist Gabriel Ba. The series is about a family of super-powered orphans raised by Sir Reginald Hargreaves, a.k.a. the Monocle, in preparation to save the world. The plot revolves around their patriarch's death and the jaded adult hero's varying levels of interest in solving it. The seven siblings include the gorilla-bodied space boy, the knife-wielding kraken, the untrustworthy the rumor, the psychic known as the seance, and time-traveling number five, the deceased the horror, and the troubled musician the white violin. Umbrella Academy is a morbid twist on the superhero genre with a dark sense of humor and wanton weirdness. So I was really curious as to where, when we discussed it, where that would fall. And that is falling at Netflix as live action. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there now. Yeah, sure. Still don't know I, enough I about I can't remember whether I red-lighted or green-lighted it, but I'm... I can't remember who did, but it was one of those split ones. I, I, I barely remember the discussion. Yeah. Honest. But Netflix? All right. Sure. If, if it's coming to HBO or Netflix, I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Right. If Absolutely. It, even if it failed red-light, green-light. Okay. Okay. You got me turned around. Yep. Well, even their failures are great. Like um, Marco Polo, they canceled it, but it was great. It's sad too. Yeah, no. cause that I know because that was and Sense Eight. That's when they canceled. That's yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the second season of that yet. Is it yeah. is out there? I think if I remember. Right. Yeah, yeah they canceled it's, it's it. on there. They're going to wrap it up with a, I guess a two hour movie. Mm. It's Sense Eight is good, but it's it's not everybody's cup of for sure, and it's very intense and it built and it and the pacing is bizarre on it. Okay. It's go go slow, 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 fast, 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 slow, 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 fast, 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 slow, fast, slow, 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 fast. Just like whips along and suddenly like everything's happening at once. All right. But even, you know, it's funny, Netflix and HBO, yeah, we kind of automatically give them a pass, but even a lot of the cable production stuff's been getting really edgy. I mean, not yeah. just with the language, but, you know, just with the visuals, you know, like... There's been some pretty violent and I, I some very the, risque. I point you to preacher. Yeah, I mean, there's been some pretty risque, you know, sexual content too. That I'm like, I can't believe they're getting away with this on cable right now. Yeah, so. sure. And and sci-fi and their later stuff, they're they're letting the f bombs go. It's yeah. Oh yeah. That uh, that new uh, exploitation car show. Can't even remember what it's called right now. Blood Drive. Blood Drive. Uh, awesome. That, that one's a fine example. Of well, that. hell, wow. even just like using Rick and Morty as an example. I mean, <laughs> you know, the word shit flies left and right all the time. But if you catch it just right at night, they don't even censor the f bomb. Huh. Uh, you know, because I was watching one. It was like really. It was like two or three in the morning, and it was on and. Uh, He's, he actually said, fuck you, Morty. And I was like, whoa, that did not get the bleep like Morty it normally right does. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> I was surprised when I caught an episode of The Magicians where they didn't uh, do that one. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so they're, sci-fi, good on you. They're letting them get away with it more. So. I mean, because they're technically not bound sure. by anything. And if it's late night, they, you know. Who's going to complain? Yeah. 
Chances oh, are, the, somebody, pe- chances are sure. the people that are up and watching it are us, <laughs> our, our type of our type of people. Are us shock monkeys people is what he's trying to say. Yeah. Way to go, Andy. <laughs> hey, all right. I was wondering how long. You've been fidgeting with that Funko Pop. I can't get the preview thing to post. That's some... Yeah. I've been oh. fidgeting with that for like an hour, and I'm I've, just using it as a table. He's a fidget sitter. He's using there it as go. a table, so it was doomed. Are you from trying the beginning. to upload stuff onto Facebook? Is that's what's yeah. going on? Uh, we need to get him a. Fidget are you spinner. on the Wi-Fi? Or yeah, are you yeah. still trying? Okay, yeah. well, never mind. Then. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, speaking <laughs> of HBO, uh, Game of Thrones season seven debut is July sixteenth, aka Jeff's birthday. Oh yeah. Uh, one way to expand, extend, not ex- or expense, maybe, the <laughs> medieval majesty of the HBO sensation will be to attend an elaborate touring exhibit. I saw this. Of Game of Thrones costumes, sets, props, armor, and weapons, possibly coming to a city near you. Uh, the intimate look at the series production design will occur within specially designed 10,000 square foot exhibition arena and kicks off a worldwide tour this fall, beginning its first leg in Europe. The complete schedule of destinations and venues is yet to be finalized. A similar parade of show artifacts made the rounds back in 2014-15, but this new presentation is expected to be a little more expansive. Visitors to the exhibition will see displays of costumes, props, weapons, and armor, and will explore several dynamic-themed exhibition areas featuring series settings, such as the wintry landscapes of the north a tree-lined pathway of the King's Road and the regal settings of King's Landing. The conquered city of Marine, with its garrisons of unsullied warriors and the loyalists of House Targaryen. Iconic settings like the mysterious House of Black and White, the home of the Night's Watch, Castle Black, and the frozen lands beyond the wall. And the centerpiece is the iconic Iron Throne Room, where visitors can gaze upon the Westrossi seat of power. Yeah, so I, white I, and black, the um, many god temple thing. So, face of the many god, whatever. Yeah, the, I, I think that's. What oh, that's gonna be cool. I like that. Yeah, I I read about that and I was like, oh, but then they didn't have any dates sure. or locations listed. It just said starting in Europe. But I'm glad to see that the one that you have there says it's a worldwide tour as opposed to right. Because yeah. the one I said it just, just said starting in wherever it is in Europe, and I'm like, okay, where else is it going to go? So it'll hit, if you're close to the major cities, it'll probably come yeah. near you. Uh, Vegas, I say we get it about 25% of the time. Might come to L.A. Yeah, we'll definitely be in L.A. We get some good stuff here, but then again, we also get passed over for a lot of cool stuff. Sure. So we have to go to L.A. or San Diego. We're Vegas. We're weird. Like the MST3K tour. Closest is coming is L.A. And I'll leave on this one. Waxwork Records, the New Orleans-based premium vinyl company responsible for issuing deluxe editions of cults out-of-print and remastered Hollywood soundtracks, is exploring the realm of comic books with a new endeavor called Waxworks Comics. Their first offering will be a 32-page anthology horror comic in the tradition of William Gaines' classic EC comics Mm. titled House of Waxwork, number one and will be packaged with a 7-inch record companion, a vinyl composed of original music to listen to as you read. The 32-page debut comic and 7-inch record is priced at fourteen ninety-five. I miss those That's things. That's a pretty good deal. The, the comic record combo? The comic combo? record, yeah. So, you know, you read along with it, and you have the sound effects and stuff. Ah, That's yeah. how Beep. I know it's pronounced Agamotto. Aha! Mmm. So you were, you were, I had, you were tutored. You were structured, tutored. 
Yeah. I had a couple. Uh, there was a Star Wars one that I had when I was a kid that was it was just the movies, but you know. You're like, wait, that doesn't. That's weird. It kind of sounds like Darth Vader, but not really. <laughs> but the ones I really enjoyed were the. Uh, there were some Star Trek ones that had. It was like original stories. It wasn't just, Ooh. you know, aped from the uh, the TV series. So, it was kind of neat. You know, listening and or watching, you know, reading the comic with Kirk and Spock going on adventures. So sure, I, I a lot did, of fun. Didn't have many. I think my favorite one was the Porky's one. The Porky's with the album, and you could really, really hear the squelching when she's pulling on the penis in the bathroom scene. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow! I know it hits a little close to home, Andy. I know. <laughs> was there a catheter in the Andy was flashing back to the cath incident. <laughs> what squelches in your bathroom? Write to us. Comment at uglycouchshow.com. Oh, <laughs> Send us your creepy bathroom decoration stories. No, man. <laughs> or better yet, pictures. Send the oh, pictures no, to Andy's pictures. timeline. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. I hope, Jake, that this was a good honor of Grandma Godbolt. We love you. Yeah. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Skeletor! Sorry? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the figure that she bought him, the Skeletor. Oh, remember? Oh, right? Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you had to bring me back on that. I thought you had a stroke right. or something. Wow. I know Jake got it. God. <laughs> wow. See if I ever try Deep to help. Cuts. Yeah. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Right. I'm like, don't speak ill of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to Grandma Skeletor? What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, my. <laughs> Okay, perhaps it was poorly timed. <laughs> no. However, no, the no, intent no. was... No, Jeff, our show is Jeff great. no, this is all on us. You you did it right. Yeah. Yep. This is us. Because yeah. <laughs> that was good. I, yeah. I, I, I now remember you the story. You got, look on you guys' faces. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> Jeff's standing there. What What did I just do? What are? Huh? <laughs> this show? I felt like a, a comic on stage that just told the best killing joke and nobody was laughing at it. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? Nobody, I tested this. Nobody, nobody here is about Animal Farm? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>